Even men like Talon Card occasionally make mistakes. This is the Chimera. Launch the attack. Time to go to work. You won't let me get killed, will you? Is that what I was supposed to be doing here? I should have brought my lightsaber. You are listening to episode 23 of Star Wars Bookworms, your source for discussion and reviews of the new Star Wars releases from Dark Horse Comics and Delray Books. I'm your host, Teresa Delgado, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Aaron Goins. Hey, Aaron, we've had a lot of uh, fun news. We have. I think we're going to have to change our intro pretty soon. It's going to be like Delray Books and Marvel. Right, and we maybe will. Di- Disney Publishing maybe would, would be added to the list. Yeah, new releases from Marvel Comics, Delray Books, and Disney Publishing worldwide. <laughs> it's a mouthful. But we also have a guest tonight, and we're doing a better job at casting our podcast than Star Wars 7 is doing as far as the number of women <laughs> to men. We actually have a guest, <laughs> Megan Krause. From Hello. Blog- <laughs> How are you doing today, Megan? Good, good. She is actually from the blog, uh, Blog Full of Words, and she is also the Star Wars guru over at Den of Geek. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be your uh, your female demographic. <laughs> yes, we, we hit all the numbers. Yeah, so we actually had you on when we did our, was it our, no, which which book did we review when you came on before? Did I do Razor's Edge with you guys? It might have been. I'm not 100% sure, but I know we've had you on before, oh. so this is your second time back. It was. Your first time back. It was Dawn of the Jedi and yeah. something else. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. But I today we have, we have tons of news coming out right now about Star Wars. We have um, casting news finally came out, which we're just going to touch on briefly because, you know, we're a Star Wars books podcast, so that's about the movies but we will at least touch on it just because we know that's what everybody's talking about right now. But then we'll move into the big news for the Expanded Universe, which um, I don't even know if we're allowed to call it the Expanded Universe anymore. But um, there were some big happenings with that and what the future of that's going to be, so we're going to touch on that. We're not going to do our regular review episode tonight like we were planning on doing. So our next episode after this one, which will probably be in a couple weeks, uh, we'll be doing a review of Honor Among Thieves like we promised you guys. But for this episode, we're just going to talk mainly about the big Expanded Universe news and the new books that they announced. Um, but before we get to that, we do want to at least talk about the um, the casting news that happened, which actually happened just yesterday. You know, just a couple minutes, but what were your initial reactions, uh, Teresa? You know, what did you think when you heard the news? Um, my initial reaction was, okay. And that's about it. And then I moved on with my day. And that sounds so horrible because we've been waiting. But I think for me, it's not so much about who they're casting, but it's about who they're playing. And they didn't give us that information. So I don't know any of the characters' names or anything like that. So it's hard to get excited. Um, The one thing I do like is that a lot of the actors are not super huge big time names at least in the u.s because a lot of them are british and i know a lot of them are pretty big over in the uk which is really awesome but we don't know who a lot of them are i mean we know who andy circus is obviously and his name i recognized but everybody else i didn't and um then the guy who plays bill weasley from harry potter i didn't know his name until somebody pointed it out to me so yay I guess. 
And I guess everybody's talking about the big three. I was in the camp of I don't really care if they're there or not, and I would prefer that they not be. Um, if they have to be there to push the story forward and pass the torch or whatever, that's totally cool. But, you know, they don't need to be in the whole thing um, or the main focus. But I do like the fact that Anthony Daniels and Kenny Baker are back and Peter Mayhew. So you're kind of waiting. You're waiting for the when they actually tell us who these people are playing. That's when you're going to get excited, right? Right. Because you're not nearly enough excited right now, I don't think. No, I'm not. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, Megan, how about you? Um, What was your reaction? I think my first actual thought was, oh, no, I don't know who any of these people are. I have to look them up. I have to learn who they are. Um, but the next thought was, oh, good. I don't know who any of them are. Like, I wanted them to cast people that were not as well known. And I do like that. Um, I do like that the big three are there. I'm not surprised, except I'm not sure how they got Harrison Ford to agree. Um, unless they agreed to kill off Han. Who knows? But, um... I I agree with Teresa that I will be much more excited when we find out who the characters are. That's when I'll really engage with it. Because right now we don't know who the main character is. We can sort of... I've been sort of assuming that um, uh, John Boyega will be the main character because he was first listed on the the press release. But we don't really know. Um, I'm, I'm glad to see that there's a good amount of diversity on the cast. If we had a non-white lead, I would be very happy with that. I think I'm a little bit disappointed that there's only one new female actor, although they say now that there might be another one coming, a new another announcement coming. That a little bit brings me back to when they introduced the Rebels female characters last and we're like, they're coming, they're coming, just wait. We're getting we're getting that again. So I wish there were more women. But- well um, can I jump in really quick on that note? Because um, yeah. I didn't mean to, like, I didn't talk about that. Um, I'm the complete opposite. I don't really care. And this is why, because they haven't said anything about supporting cast. So if there's only one main female character, we already knew there was going to be a trio. And it would be ridiculous to think that the trio would be two girls and a guy, because when does that ever happen? Um, but but Star Wars could do it. They wouldn't lose a lot of money. I didn't expect them to, but it it could have. And I think that's where part of my disappointment is coming from. I guess I guess I just like the whole concept of there being just one main primary female, um, because girls don't get along well with each other. And I wouldn't want to see two girls just like wait, bitching wait, back like, and forth. We're, we're getting along right now. Like, no, I know, but like you know, traditionally in films and stuff, when there's multiple women, you know how they portray them. And while they, I guess they could do it to where it wouldn't be that way. I don't know. I just like the whole idea of like one main female character. For instance, like in Harry Potter, like I love the fact that it's primarily Hermione and pretty much nobody else. You know, I, I can... so. I don't know. I can see that not wanting, like, one female character who gets along with her friends is better than two that bicker all the time. And But I don't think that it's too much to ask for two female characters that get along. No, so, it's Teresa, not. you said that you thought it was going to be, um, like, three main characters, like a trio, mm-hmm. that were kind of going to be the leads. Out of the actors that they've shown us so far, do you think those three leads have already been revealed? Do you think there's somebody else that's coming? 
And who do you think is playing those three th- those three characters? I think the three leads have already been revealed, and I um I don't know all these people. I don't know their names. I think the girl's obviously the girl. So I so think Daisy, Daisy Daisy Ridley. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks very much like a Leia Padme kind of character, just from her looks, and that's so judgmental, but um she does. <laughs> And I believe Troy Denning said she looks like a solo. So, and they have um, they have her situated between um, Leia and Han. So it right, kind of the, unless the they're couch. just I could see them just totally trying to throw us off by placing her there though. <laughs> yeah, and it's like not a solo at all. But the way they have it situated does kind of look like it. Yeah, uh, um, I think that John guy is probably one of the lead guys, and then I don't know who the third one would be. Because I can see the other one of the other or a couple of the guys in my head, um, but I don't know their names. So, because what about you, Megan? Do you think so bad? It's like I don't even care. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Megan? About do you think the like the main three are are in that picture? I do think so, but my rationale is really boring. My rationale is just the first three that were named. I think might be the first three. So. John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, and Adam Driver. I can see them as being the the big three, quote, but that's there was no creativity in that assumption. That they were just first. <laughs> we're actually spending more time on this than I thought we would, but I, I'm still curious. Um, you said you think John Boyega might be the kind of the main character of the movie because he was listed first. Just judging by his ethnicity, he's obviously not a Skywalker or a Solo. Do you think they would go that direction and actually have the focus character not be a Skywalker or Solo? I think they could. And I think about that because I've done a couple essays. I did one for my own blog. I did one for Far, Far Away Radio about nostalgia and Star Wars and the way that both Star Wars Episode Four and the 2009 Star Trek started with a character who lived in what looked like the Midwest of the United States, sort of dreaming of going to space. And I think that if you had a character that was not already part of the Skywalker solo dynasty, and he could be the one that he's the everyday guy, he's the guy that isn't special. And the story is about him learning to be, whether he's a Jedi, what like whatever he is. I think in that case, it would make for a powerful story to have the main character not be a Skywalker. But I, that's sort of, um, I would like for that to happen, but I'm not sure that it will. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd rather not be a Skywalker, too. I have a hard time thinking that they would go that direction just because although kind of the more diehard fans like us that are maybe looking for something like that, the general audience would almost expect it to be a Skywalker or a Solo. And if it's not, I could see that maybe going sour for like the mass audiences. Hmm. See, I'm not sure about that because... Disney just, tends to play it safe, I think, when it comes to these type of things. And that's that's my thing. I, th- I really think they will focus on a character that is continuing the, the Skywalker story. Maybe. But, I mean, a lot of it has to do with J.J. Abrams and what he thinks, you know, would be best. And there's just no way to tell with him. Um, so I'm not really sure. But I don't know if y'all saw, but there was a... There was a big rumor today, and I mean, when I'm talking big rumor, I'm talking like major, huge rumor. Um, it was from MoviePilot.com, and w- that the title has been decided. Now, the only credibility I can give them is that 
back in September, they gave us a title of the new book being called A New Dawn as a rumor, and it ended up being new, being true. Yeah, but didn't um, they think that was the name of the movie? I don't know if that's what they thought, but anyway, they think the name of the moody movie is going to be The Order of the Jedi. The Order of the Jedi. Mm. I could, I mean... That would really kind of telegraph where they're going with the the uh, characters, because I know a lot of people have been kind of speculating that maybe Luke will not be restarting the order, or maybe he'll be a hermit, you know, all this stuff. So if they put it right in the title, the Order of the Jedi, then that kind of implies that they're going to be reestablishing the order. I um I've not heard that rumor before, so this is the first time I'm hearing that title. But I would love if there was a new Jedi order, but that title also instantly makes me think of order of the Phoenix. It's too close. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Well, I'll give my quick thoughts and then we can move past this because I don't want the whole episode to be about the episode seven cast. Yes. But, um, I actually was pretty excited with some of the names that showed up here. I am somewhat familiar with a couple of these people. I mean, Andy circus, obviously we all know him and his talents. And I think, you know, it kind of seems like they would have some sort of a digital character that he would play since he's kind of famous for, you know, Gollum and King Kong. And um, I think he was in Planet of the Apes and, you know, those type of characters where he's really good at, you know, that kind of motion capture. You know, he has that talent. So it almost makes sense that he, they brought him in for some sort of a digital character. Um, but I think he's very talented. So I'm, I was excited to see him be a part of this project. And then the other one that stuck out to me was uh, Donald Gleason. Um, I actually saw him in that movie About Time. Did either of you see that movie? No. no. It's kind of a romantic comedy, but um, I'm married, so it's okay that I watch that kind of stuff. But It's okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, he was great in that movie, and he's funny. He's kind of like a, like a shy, goofy type of character that he played, at least in that movie. Um, but, he, and, but he also plays very emotional and I, I thought he was a great actor. Um, he's the one that played one of the Weasley brothers in um, in Harry Potter. Bill. But um, yeah, so you know, I'm excited to see him, and I think I think he would be a, or he is a great addition to this cast. And then um, Adam Driver, I've heard a lot about, but I don't, I've never seen him in anything. I actually went on YouTube today and pulled up some clips from the show that he's in called Girls. Um, it's oh, on, he's in Girls. Yeah, he's a, it's a HBO show, and mm. actually the clips that I pulled up, I like really thought, oh, this guy seems pretty cool. Like he seems like a cool, um, you know, funny character, a good actor. So you know, he's he, I think he'll be a good addition to the cast as well. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of just my overall thoughts. The the one last thing I wanted to uh, point out, especially to you, Megan, because I know you're you're into the the post Return of the Jedi books, um, probably as much as I am. Um, did any of these, like, I know that they said they're not going to follow the EU and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later and what we're going to talk about, but they did say there would be the possibility that they would be pulling elements from the EU for, you know, these projects. So do you think there's any possibility at all that they, these characters, any of these actors will be portraying, you know, a character that we already know, like a lot of people are speculating uh someone like daisy ridley could be playing a jana solo or a jana solo type character um do you see those characters in any of these faces the only one that i saw and maybe it was because i heard this around so much was i do think that daisy ridley could be a solo like the jana 
analog. The other ones, no, no characters jumped out to me instantly. Yeah, I think for me, I saw, I was kind of thinking just, and this is just probably because I have read the books and these characters, you know, are so drilled into my brain. But like, as soon as I saw, like, for example, Donald Gleason, I was like, oh, Ben Skywalker, uh, you know, Adam Driver, I was like, oh, Jason Solo. And hmm. then Daisy Ridley, I was like, oh, Jaina Solo. So like, that's just what came into my head. Most likely that's not going to happen, but I just was wondering if if anybody else kind of saw the same thing I saw. But. No. I yeah. saw that Kenny Baker wasn't at the table read. Too yeah, bad. Yeah, I think Kenny Baker... Because he has stuff to say. In my, in my opinion, I think that's one of those where they kind of threw... They're throwing him a bone kind of because he was part of the original cast. So they're like, well, we'll put him on the cast list, but I really don't see him being very involved at all in the film. You know, hmm. kind of like it was for episode three in uh, Revenge of the Sith. You know, he was on the cast list, you know, as R2-D2, but he really wasn't involved in that movie hardly at all um, because he R2 was almost all digital. Maybe he's not R2. Maybe he's somebody else. Um, Maybe he's possible. controlling well, R2. Maybe he's making him roll around. Who they're cares? Gonna him, they're going to give him the controller. He'll be just in the background. <laughs> Who cares? Here's the thing. I'm waiting for it. They better announce Warwick Davis has a part in this film or I'm going to be pissed off. He better at least have a cameo in one of seriously. the three films. Yeah, I mean, he, he has be- to. He's been, like, seriously. I'm going to throw a fit. And do you think there's going to be Ewoks in the new movies, Teresa? There better be, even if it's, like, really small. <laughs> I want to see it... an Ewok in a crowd scene. Just, like, one or two. Why not? They don't have to live on a planet that has trees and leaves they can leave and go other places yeah it's a whole conversation for yeah. another day okay so with that <laughs> so let's and move if we're on gonna to have the... that conversation we need to have zach back okay we'll have zach back and we'll talk about ewoks in the sequel trilogy Dunk. all right so the news that we really want to talk about in this episode uh we got you know we got the casting news out of the way now let's talk about the news that pertains to what our podcast is about, and that's Star Wars books um, and Star Wars Expanded Universe. So we got this news uh, announced last week that they finally have told us what they're going to do with the Expanded Universe. We kind of knew what was coming, but now it's been made official and they've kind of drawn a line in the sand. And so kind of just a quick rundown of what the announcement was going forward all the new books that are coming out will be part of canon. They will actually be just as much canon, they're telling us, as the movies, as the Clone Wars, as Rebels. Um, So all books and comics, um, even video games, I think, going forward, right? Right. Will be part of this overall canon, um, and that's awesome, I think. And we'll talk about it Mm. more. But the bad news is, for some people, that anything that comes before is now officially no longer canon and moved to what they call legends. So they're going to put a legends banner on all these books. Um, they're still going to be publishing the the books, the, the old EU stuff, but it will no longer uh, be part of kind of the overall story. They're going to deviate from that. And, uh, and yeah, so that's kind of the overall, we can get into more of the details as we talk about it, but what did you guys think about this announcement? I know we were kind of expecting it coming, but Megan, um, what was your initial reaction to to this revelation? 
It's it's bittersweet. I'm part of me is sad because I like the EU and I understand when people don't and when people say that it's good that we have a blank slate because a lot of the EU is silly, but I will I am it's a strange feeling. Um, but the books are still on my shelves. I'm still reading them. I'm still doing my new Jedi Order retrospective. So they still exist. Um, the other thing about it was that I had, when when Peter Mayhew was cast, that was pretty much when people said, okay, if Chewbacca's alive in this movie, it's not going to be following the EU. So that's when I sort of started my, like, mourning period for the EU so I'd gotten to like one of the later stages of grief by the time the actual announcement came out. So it's, I mean, I'm going to go forward, you know, it's not the end of the world, but part of me is a little sad. I'm stoked. I'm more excited about this than I am about casting news. And I think the reason for that is because I've always wanted there to be a consistent in-canon you know, timeline as far as the books are concerned. And we do have a timeline. Um, but I always knew that these books were just books. They weren't necessarily the actual Star Wars story. I think there was a time where I did think that they really were part of the Star Wars story, but that they were and that they were included sort of in the timeline of the of the films. But I slowly began began to understand that they weren't and so a long time ago I put them in their own place of being like this is Star Wars over here and like an alternate universe you know that sort of coincides with the films but it kind of is its own thing so like I was really shocked and excited when you know Ayla Secura was in the film or when Quinlan Voss was in the Clone Wars or you know any of that kind of stuff so it's not as much of a shocker to me and I don't really mind it you know, I think what's awesome is that they are going to allow the current Star Wars EU to continue to be published. You know, I think that's amazing. I like the fact that they're using authors that we already know and love. Um, it just, I think it's a great thing that they didn't just put a whole stop to the entire Star Wars publishing world because they could have. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is that they did not have to continue with comics. They did not have to continue with books. They could have just said no. I mean, Marvel has comics, but Marvel doesn't really have books. They've had a couple, and they haven't done really well, you know? So they could have just said, no, we're not going to do that. Or they could say, no, we're not going to do video games. I mean, and that's the thing, is we could have, they could have gone that way. But another thing is, I think that a lot of people are overlooking and they think that Disney's making every single decision. And I do not think that that's the case. I think there are a lot of decisions that are being made by Lucasfilm as far as, you know, shutting things down and stuff like that. That's not necessarily Disney. Maybe being made in conjunction with Disney, but Lucasfilm is the one that's pulling the plug. And I say that because I do not 100% think that Disney pulled the plug on the Clone Wars. I think Lucasfilm may have done that. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but I think it's true. You know, at least they're giving some substance, like, I don't know what the right word is, but I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Like, they're validating, I guess, that the books are important. And that's what we really need to focus on going forward, is that we're still going to get books, and we can still have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. It, I, I, think we, I think a lot of us knew that 
there were always going to be Star Wars books. I mean, there there's always going to be an audience for the books, and I never was in. I was never worried that they would stop publishing Star Wars novels. Um, I mean, I kind of, I was kind of like you, Megan. Like once they made the Chewbacca announcement, it was kind of like that was when I had the realization, and I knew it was coming anyways. But still, that was kind of the reality check, kind of the slap in the face, like, hey. You know, they're not the new movies are not going to jive with the EU and something needs to be done about that. Um, So by the time this announcement came out, I, too, had kind of already come to terms with it. I mean, I think this is good and it's bad. And I'll tell you, like, why I think that there's some parts about this that I don't like. But I think overall, it's probably the best decision that Lucasfilm could have made because they're giving honor to the the original expanded universe. They're calling it Legends. It's a pretty good title for it. Um, you know, they're setting it aside in what I'm kind of seeing as its own universe. And and going forward, all the new books and all the new comics and all the video games and the movies and Clone Wars and Rebels, all of that's going to be this one big cohesive universe that is going to be on the same level of canon. We've never had that before. We've always had the the movies. And then kind of below the movies, you have the Clone Wars. And then below that, you have the books. And it kind of all ties together, but it kind of doesn't. Now we finally will have this one cohesive universe. We've never had that before, and that's going to be awesome. The thing that I wish they did differently is I wish they would have been a little bit more uh, lax about letting certain things that do exist into canon. Things that that would fit. And there's no reason not to count them. For example, something like Kenobi, you know, a very much standalone story that was very recently published, um, was not going to be trod upon by the new movies. I think something like that could have been kept in canon. You know, Darth Plagueis, something like that. Like those stories, now that they've kind of drawn the line in the sand and said all this stuff is legends, I'm disappointed that they didn't at least pick and choose some of those things to be part of the, the new canon. No, I agree with you. I think there's some things that could be included. Um, I've heard somewhere that the new Darth Maul comics will be considered canon. Yeah, Um, they are. So, I mean, I don't know where that came from because I haven't read it anywhere. But Actually, actually, um, I tweeted... What was it? I tweeted that question out and then Jen Heddle from Lucasfilm actually replied to me and said yes. That they will be part of the new canon. So... Yeah, the, I mean, just to kind of run down what is going to be new canon, um, it's going to be obviously all the films, the Clone Wars, uh, Rebels, and the Darth Maul comics will all be canon. And anything starting with the new um, Rebels novel that's coming out by John Jackson Miller um, and the other three novels that they announced and all the new ones going forward, all of that is new canon. Anything that came before that is uh, Legends. So. Okay, so, and I would include, I guess, in that, all of the Young Reader Rebels stuff that we're going to review? All the new stuff, yes. Uh, yeah, anything Rebels will be. Now, there's probably some Clone Wars stuff out there, um, like the Clone Wars novels and the Clone Wars, you know, junior novels and things like that, that will not be considered canon. And then and then they told us today uh, that the no- the movie novelizations are actually considered canon, <laughs> which which was kind of a... An interesting thing because they first said that and then a lot of people started to jump to all these conclusions when they're saying, well, if that's the case, then, you know, in Revenge of the Sith novelization, they reference this, they reference this, they reference this. So now all that stuff's canon. And then Del Rey quickly put out a, a second statement that said, just to be clear, 
the novels, the parts of the novels that that match the movies are canon. So then I'm like, okay, what does that even mean? Then so yeah. then, the, then the novels aren't canon. Like I don't know. I I really don't understand what they meant by that. Did you did you understand that, Megan? Well, did or did not Luke have a dog? That's the important <laughs> question. <laughs> um, I there's definitely sort of a you could go down a rabbit hole with like one book mentioned material that's in another book. So I'm not sure. Um, it was going to be difficult whether they went down the list and decided, okay, Kenobi is canon, uh, New Jedi Order is not. They like, did them individually. And it was going to be complicated if they did it in one fell swoop. So I'm a little, I'm, a, I'm not really personally interested in the minutia like that. The um, You'd mentioned earlier that fans never really had a continuity that went between both the movies and the books. And I think that one group that this does affect is fanfic writers, because fanfic writers have always sort of ignored any distinction between the levels of canon. And if you're writing about Luke in uh, 20 years after Return of the Jedi, you you use the material from the movies as well. And I think that um, is part of where sort of a disconnect comes to me. So it'll be fun to see how the fanfic writers deal with it, which is the same situation that the original or the that the tie-in novel writers are having so we've all got the same problem (laughs) so here um here's something that i found interesting while y'all were talking because i didn't know they said that so i went to their facebook page um and they have an announcement about i guess they're re-releasing the han solo adventures and the lando calrissian adventures with new covers done by pablo hidalgo yeah um, so I think it's interesting that they're re-releasing these books with new covers, but they're not considered canon. <laughs> I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. They can release anything they want to under Legends, you know, new cover art or whatever, and people will continue to buy it. But I just thought so, that was kind of I think funny. it's a good way to generate more sales. You know, if you put out a book that's already been published, you slap a new cover on it, you put a forward in there by Pablo Hidalgo, suddenly people want to buy it. Whereas if they had just re-released it with you know the same old covers, then not as many people would have picked it up. I heard people today just saying they wanted to buy it just to read Pablo's intro. Yeah, you know, right. So, yeah. It helps them financially, and I think it's like a statement of good faith too. Not that a company is obliged to be in good faith with its fans that way, but like one of the you mentioned earlier, one of the first things that I thought when I heard this the EU changes were just that I'm glad that they're sticking with Del Rey. I'm glad that they're continuing to uh, make adult novels. So no matter how much I may nitpick, I'm glad that there are novels at all right now. And I'm glad that they're still printing the, uh, the older ones. So here's a question for you guys. Now that we know that everything going forward is canon, even the books, even the comics, it's almost too good to be true in my opinion. Um, do you think they'll stick to that when, you know, let's say five years down the road from now, um, they release let, they release a novel next year that's about whatever character, and then five years down the road, they want to make a movie about that character. Do you think they're really going to be beholden to a novel that came out, you know, yes. in 2015? You yeah, think they're going to stick to yes. that? Yes. I kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. Companies so they're going to tell... good at that. They're Really? Give me an yeah. example because I, I really don't think that they're going to tell whoever big wig director that they get to do this movie 
hey, make sure that you follow this book that came out in 2014. They will. It's Disney. Disney will they'll lay they'll lay it down. They don't have a problem laying down a gauntlet and saying, This is what you will do. If you don't want to do that, then we'll go and find somebody else because they're setting they're setting something up very distinct here on purpose. And so anybody that comes in to do any kind of project is gonna understand this is what I have to work with first and then I can go from there. And that's like why I think they got somebody like J.J. Abrams, who wants a lot of creative freedom, you know, in order to build his film world. And I don't think we'll see anything life altering in novels until after the original trilogy or the original trilogy. The what are we calling this? Sequel Sequel trilogy. trilogy. Yeah. I'm just blanking on words (laughs) Um, until the sequel trilogy is done. Because once the sequel trilogy is done, then they have to decide, okay, where are we going from here? Are we doing another trilogy? Are we doing standalones or whatever? So I think they're I think they're lining it up right now of what books will be about because they already have a lineup of films. I mean, they have Marvel films planned out to like 2028 or something like that at this point. But the yeah. difference between Marvel in this situation is the Marvel movies that are coming out, the only thing they have to worry about being consistent with are the other movies they're definitely not being consistent with the comics. It's not just Disney and, and Marvel, too, because, like, in the... I follow the Halo franchise, the books, the comics, the games, everything, and they have been... They've had their continuity snags in the past, too, but they've been pretty good with keeping everything consistent. There's a, a character in the latest game who has a spin-off comic series, and they have a team of people that works in that company that their whole job is to keep the franchise consistent. And I think that companies know a lot about the sort of science of transmedia and the science of franchising by this point. I wouldn't worry about them keeping everything consistent. Okay. I'm, I just really like, I, I see what you guys are saying. I really am having a hard time believing because of the money difference. Like even the Halo example that you use, the one missing piece of Halo is they've never done a feature film. And and I think that if Halo ever did do a feature film, it would probably have they would probably have a hard time coming to, you know, whoever the director would be with a stack of novels and books or novels and comics and video games and saying, hey, you know, before you before you, uh, you know, start in on this movie, we need to make sure that you are in line with all of this. Um, that's going to scare off a lot of directors. And I can't think of any example in Hollywood where a big budget movie has to be beholden to any sort of a, a novel or comic book series. That would be another first for Star Wars, but I can I think that a lot of people who want to be involved with Star Wars, and I think there's a lot of directors that want to be involved with Star Wars, if they were told, hey, you're only you're restricted, you know, because of this novel, so you need to read it and then you need to decide if you want to be involved, I guarantee you there's gonna be a lot of directors that are like all right, that's cool. We'll, we'll figure it out, you know, yeah. because they want to be involved with Star Wars. Yeah. And so. I think early on it'll be, it'll be simple, you know, because right now we have, you know, we have four novels that are coming out and they haven't had any new comic book series. Um, so, but I think as they add to the library and I'm talking five years down the road, 10 years down the road, that's when I'm starting to see maybe the, the lacks, you know, kind of letting up on this and say, well, maybe we're going to kind of bend, bend this a little bit, you know, because, there's just too big of a library. Right now, the library's been wiped clean, but um, that's not going to always be the case. But, right. And that kind of brings me to my next question for you guys. Do you think they're going to kind of play it safe 
with new new stuff because traditionally in the EU they've never really played it safe. We've had stories about you know mm-hmm. Cade Skywalker a hundred you know a hundred plus years in the future. We've had Knights of the Old Republic. We've had these you know novels that are based on a character that nobody's ever heard of, like with stuff like Dawn of the Jedi or you know Jax Pavin or you know Jaden Core. Do you think they're going to continue to do those type of books or are most of the books that we're going to see for a while be based on, you know, kind of the core characters of the movies? Um, more, a lot of Darth Maul, a lot of Darth Vader, a lot of Luke and Han and Leia. I think more of the second. Or of the established characters? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that it's going to mirror what the uh, previous Expanded Universe did in that, like, the first... Like the Thrawn trilogy was set shortly after the books. The the earlier books were between movies. I think they'll start closer to the movies, and then they have to work their way out as they start filling the metaphorical space. So you say early on we'll get mostly core characters, but maybe sometime down the road we'll get our Coran horns and our and our Jade uh, Jaden cores. Yeah, yeah, probably. I hope so because that's one of my big fears is that we're we're going to lose like that ability for them to to flesh out these original characters and we're going to be stuck with reading books about Darth Vader, you know, forever. <laughs> I mean even with the first four books that they've announced, you know, it's very they're all very safe, you know, the you have a Rebels book which obviously we know it's based on the TV series and then the other three books are all, you know, Darth Vader, Grand Moff Tarkin and um Luke Skywalker. So still, but did you ever think you were going to get a book all about Tarkin? I never, I, mean, I never thought I would, cool, and I never wanted weird. to. <laughs> he's not a household name in the same way as the others. He's not, but he's definitely a recognizable, you know, character from. I mean, he is almost the main villain in the first movie. Yeah. So yeah, he might true. not be a household name, but he's definitely recognizable. All right. Well, let's get into these actual books. Well, before we do that, Teresa, do you want to? You said or that you wanted to say something about the term legends. Like what? Oh, um, yeah. I just think, and this might be a good place to also bring in what Timothy Zahn had to say. Um, I think the term legends is actually a pretty powerful name, and I say that because it just feels that way to me. And it doesn't feel like it's a demeaning term. You know, it feels like it's empowering this era and giving it, you know, status as being something that really does matter. Um, And Timothy Zahn says about the term, um, he says, finally, there's nothing inherently demeaning in the term legends. And he goes on to talk about um, the Davy Crockett TV series um, that Disney did. And and it says, I'm trying to get to the right part. Um, it says, so until and unless the legend puts Davy Crockett in Tennessee and the same time the real history puts him in, in Virginia, we can still believe those adventures happened. That's how I expect it to be with the real Star Wars history versus the legendary adventures of the EU. And what he's saying there is that, you know, you can still have both happening at the same time um, and that it doesn't negate one or the other. Um because until the movies do something that says that this stuff, you know, completely everything doesn't exist, then it can still exist. And he says something at the beginning of his um, statement where he's talking about 
the Thrawn trilogy, and he says, if something from the Thrawn trilogy does show up in a movie in a different form, we authors are masters of spackle, backfill, and hand-waving. For example, if Gint appears in the movies but never mentions Thrawn, I can argue that he simply doesn't want to talk about that era or else has completely forgotten about it, which for Gint isn't really much of a stretch. So he's basically saying that it's okay and that there are things that can be, you know, moved around or thought about differently. And I kind of, I agree with him. I think that he has some really good perspective. See, I'm kind of looking at this um, Legends timeline or universe. I kind of look at it as a separate universe now, which makes it easier. Whereas the way he's explaining it almost makes it seem like there's still ways to possibly fit things together. And I don't think that's the way that Lucasfilm was going at it. I think they are kind of saying Legends is not, you know, that is now not even touching the new stuff. It is a completely separate thing. Um and it almost sounds like Timothy Zahn's still thinking, oh, well, maybe if they have this, we can kind of hand wave, we can spackle and still fit it together. But I don't know. I think he's being a little bit optimistic there. Um, I do think that Zahn is being very optimistic. Um, I think that it's going to be different when they actually start putting out books. Right now, we can feel like the EU is still there. It's just in a different like pocket universe. When they actually start putting out books, it's going to feel different. But I, I don't really have a feeling either way about the legacy, the title. I think that it's... Oh, I'm sorry. I <laughs> messed up my, my titles. The Legends title. Um, I, I feel pretty neutral about it. It gets the point across. It gives them a sort of classic, like, um, Criterion Collection feel. But other than that, I'm, I'm pretty neutral about it. So we got four new books that they told us about, and... Uh... We're, we want to go ahead and try to wrap up in a few minutes, but before we do, let's let's just kind of run down those four books and just get, give our quick thoughts about them. Uh, what, uh, Teresa, can you uh, start us off? What's the, the first one that's coming out? Sure. So the first one is Star Wars A New Dawn, and it's going to be um, written by John Jackson Miller, and we'll be seeing it in September, on September 2nd, actually. It will release in hardcover and in ebook. Um, the nice thing about this one is that John Jackson Miller actually did or is working with Dave Filoni, Simon Kinberg, and Greg Wiseman to pull the story together, and it's gonna, going to be prior to the events of Star Wars Rebels, so that will be neat to give us some backstory going Going into the show and it's going to focus on Kanan and Hera and how they came across um, came to cross paths with each other so I'm actually very interested in reading this one um, do you want me to keep going? Let's do one at a time we'll just kind of give okay. quick thoughts and then we'll just kind of run through them so my quick thoughts about A New Dawn it looks awesome I love John Jackson Miller as an author um, and actually those are the two two characters that I'm the most interested in in Rebels so I'm happy to see that they read my mind and wrote a book about them. So I'm really excited about this one. Um, I feel the same way. I'm actually really pumped about it. So it's going to be, I think it'll be really good going into the show. Um, and in this, the they released a, a publisher summary, which I'm going to read real quick. Um, 
says, in an all new Star Wars galaxy going forward and to kick off this exciting new era of storytelling, we are publishing, blah, 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 skip that. Okay, the stage is set for the coming rebellion against the Empire. Kanan is a Jedi survivor of Order 66. Refusing to wield his lightsaber ever again, he makes a living as a freelance pilot, keeping his head down to avoid any Imperial attention. But when the beautiful Hera Syndulla sweeps into his life at the same time, his friends and his livelihood are being threatened by an Imperial plot. He faces the biggest choice of his life, keep hiding or make a stand and risk the wrath of the Empire. Dun, dun, dun. I'm, I'm really excited for this one. They're also my favorite Rebels characters in so much as I can have favorite Rebels characters so far. Um, I have to register my displeasure with, and this is incredibly nitpicky, the beautiful Harris and Dula. Like, she's more than that. She's a pilot, too. She's probably gone through all sorts of things through like with the empire and i think that right off the bat casting her as oh the important thing about her is beautiful is not stepping off on the on the right foot but everything else i think it's going to be awesome yeah i just kind of look past that stuff <laughs> she's beautiful right she is she's gorgeous <laughs> she's vanessa marshall people come on is kanan beautiful Kanan's handsome because Kanan's Freddie Prince Jr. and he's handsome. So why isn't that on the blurb? I don't know. Handsome Kanan. <laughs> handsome Kanan. All right. So then we move into these books are actually only spaced apart by a couple of months apiece. So we're going to move into Star Wars Tarkin, which will be written by James Lucino. We'll see that on November 4th. And we mentioned this a minute ago, but whoever thought, raise your hand, that you would get a book about Tarkin. And no hands, no hands raised. Um, I'm excited about this for the simple fact that I like James Lucino. So I can agree with you there. I can agree with you there. That's the only thing that I'm excited about. I really like, he's one of my favorite Star Wars authors. So I'm excited to see a book by him. And I think he can, if anyone can make Tarkin interesting to me, it would be him. But yeah, Tarkin as a character has never interested me. I wasn't excited when he showed up in Clone Wars. And I really wasn't ever really one to read a novel about him. But, you know, I'll read this one. I think this one will be cool just because it's dark or could be dark. This one is probably the bottom of the list for me. Tarkin was not ever a character that I was interested in. Um, I'm curious to see how Lucina will deal with having with not having an EU anymore. But and you know what, if it can make Tarkin interesting, fantastic. But it's one that I'm more skeptical about personally enjoying. And then we move into what was supposed to be the last book of the Empire and Rebellion series, but it is now being called Star Wars Heir to the Jedi by Kevin Hearn. And we'll see that in January of 2015. So I know there's a lot of people excited about this one. I'm sort of indifferent. I, I'd put it maybe third in my lineup. Tarkin would be last. I'm yeah. really excited about this one. I've been waiting for it for a while. I think a Luke book is going to be cool. And if you can get in, I didn't expect it to be first person, but if it's first person, you can really get inside his head and, and deal with what being a kid from Tatooine thrown into space is like. I uh, This one I'm looking forward to. But every book in the post-Return of the Jedi series has Luke in it. But it's but it's a different Luke. It's a Luke that has either he's really stoic or he's the Jedi Master. I think seeing him in the in the middle of the original trilogy will be will be cool. Oh, cool. So, I have no idea when this was taking place, so that makes sense. Luke is 
is my favorite character, especially, um, you know, from Return of the Jedi and then in the post-Return of the Jedi novels. Um, this era for Luke is not that interesting to me. So I'm not as excited because of the era that it's in. Anything that happens in between the movies and original trilogy, it's kind of like, eh, I kind of already know where he's going. I know what happens to him. So it's not as interesting to me. But I I am excited for this book just because it's one of the new, you know, it's new canon. It's the first canon thing that we get that's outside of the films that features Luke. And I am excited to see it in the first person. So, you know, because it's a Luke book, I'm excited. The era, eh. Not that excited about that. I'm looking forward to seeing how far he's come from that era till, well, although now we don't know. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then we move into the last one, which is Star Wars Lords of the Sith, written by Paul Kemp. This goes into my number two spot um, because I like Paul Kemp because it's called Lords of the Sith because I love the Sith and I love dark and creepy stuff as long as it's not horror zombies. Um, so I have no idea what this is going to be, but I hope it comes out on March 10th because that's my birthday. <laughs> is your birthday on a Tuesday? I don't know. Because books well, usually come out on Tuesdays. Well, I don't know. Um, but I think this one will be cool. And I'm I'm surprised that I'm excited about it because I don't typically get excited about Darth Vader stuff. But, like, I'm hoping it has more than Darth Vader in it, even though he's on the cover. And yeah. the Emperor is on the cover, which is weird because the Emperor's dead. Well, at this point, he's not. Um, this is, I think, happens after Revenge of the Sith before A New Hope. Oh, so, cool. Then I'll like it. There's th- supposed to be a Clone Wars character right. in it. That's yeah. Because oh, I that's think right. what happens, I did read that. I think what happens is uh, Vader and Palpatine get they they get trapped on some planet or something, right? And they have to kind of fight their way off, and then they they run into a character that we all are supposed to know from the Clone Wars. Is that right? Yeah, yes. that's what I heard. And okay. and my birthday's on a Tuesday. Oh, there you go. You might get your wish. <laughs> oh my God! I'm so excited now. <laughs> but this one, I'm kind of with you, Teresa. I'm, I don't usually get that excited about uh, Vader-focused stuff, especially all the Dark Horse comics that we keep getting, like Darth Vader and the this and Darth Vader and the that. So, But because it's being written by Paul Kemp, who I really like his writing style, um, he writes you know intense action better than any of the other Star Wars authors, in my opinion. So if anyone can make me excited about this story, it's him. Um, he hasn't read, written that many Star Wars books. I think he's only written three. But of the stuff I've read of his, I really like it. So um, I'm excited for this one. I might This one might be the one I'm most excited for, maybe just below A New Dawn. I've not read his um, Jaden Core books. What else did he write? He wrote Deceived in the, the Old Republic era. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. So the Darth Malgus uh, mm-hmm. novel. Okay. This one is, I think, number three for me. The um, the most interesting thing about this one, actually, for me, is the mention of the insurgency. Because if we saw a book that was all from the Imperial perspective and the rebels were really cast as bad guys and you got to see ways in which they could be bad guys, that could be interesting. Um, but I'm also a little bit like, I've, I think I feel about that Vader the way you feel about that Luke Aaron, like we've seen him before. So, uh, right. but I'm excited for the Clone Wars character. I hope it's Ventress. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I, awesome. I, de- I know some people are saying it, it might be Ahsoka. I, I'm going to tell people now it most likely is not. 
if Ahsoka was in a novel, she would be on the cover. Mm, I think that's a she's, good point. She's too big of a character. Um, they would they would definitely publicize the fact that she's in it as opposed to having her be kind of a surprise cameo. Uh, so I think we will get Ahsoka stories, but I don't think she's in this one. I want to know where my Ewok book is. That's probably 15 years out, Teresa. Dang. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. That's after the new Coran Horn books. <laughs> so, so I think uh, we we can uh, go ahead and wrap up if, unless either of you had anything else you wanted to talk about from this this uh, big announcement I'm going to keep in character and say we need more women there are four male authors and one female character and that isn't like the worst thing in the world but it's noticeable yeah, I well, think, they need to find some good women authors first. I was going to say, I think they're trying to pull from <laughs> the pool of authors that they had. Obviously, they're using all four of the, well, except for Hearn, but he was already writing a Luke novel before all this stuff went down. Yeah, and Martha Wells was all right. But yeah. she had already written um, Razor's Edge. So, yeah, I think I a lot know. of this might be contract stuff. They might, because I know they already had a contract with Hearn to write the, the Luke book. Kemp was contracted to write two new novels, so I think they're throwing him this because they're trying to f- fulfill part of that contract. Who yeah. knows? Luceno may have already been contracted, so I think they're probably fulfilling some of these contracts. I don't think it was like a you know a concerted effort, like hey, let's just get these four male authors. Um, I think we will see uh, you know books written by women coming up, hopefully from uh, you know some of the authors that we've already had with Star Wars. Um, I know the. The uh, Sword of the Jedi trilogy, I mean, if that doesn't end up happening, maybe they're trying to re- rework that. You know, maybe they'll have, um, who was the author that wrote that again? Or was that was going to? Was that Christy Golden? Christy Golden, yes. So I'm I okay think, with her. Just not You know, obviously Travis. they have a contract with her, so hopefully. Karen Travis isn't coming back. Good. <laughs> good. Did you ever read her stuff, Teresa? No, and I've heard bad things. Oh, come on. You can't, you can't so, go by I mean, stuff you've heard. Her Halo books are good. She's a good writer, <laughs> really. And uh, her, yeah, so I'm, I'm not going to start into the travesty on here, but yeah, so. The travesty. <laughs> I think, I think I, there will, I mean, I'm assuming they're going to bring in some of those, those authors, those female authors that we're, you know, familiar with. And hopefully Christy Golden will get her chance to write those books because I feel bad for her. She had a whole trilogy that basically got canceled. Um, and hopefully they'll either rework those into a different type of story or she'll get some other books. And I do understand that about the contract. I hadn't thought about that. I just hope that in the future we see um, we see more. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. So we, um, on our next episode, we'll be reviewing Honor Among Thieves for sure, pending they don't drop any more bombs on us. So start reading it now so you can listen to our next episode. And Megan, where can people find you online? People can find me at blogfullofwords.blogspot.com. I'm at blogfullofwords on Twitter. And I recently started writing for Den of Geek. So if you put in either my name or probably pick a random Star Wars article on there, I will likely be found there as well. Okay, great. And um, you can find us... Oh, really quick. We um, are moving on to our second book for the um, Star Wars Bookworms Book Club for the month of May, and we're going to be doing I, Jedi. So we'll start breaking it up. We start tomorrow, which is the first, right? Tomorrow's first. 
We'll start tomorrow. We're going to start breaking up the chapter. So head on over to Goodreads and find the Star Wars Bookworms Book Club or on Facebook and go and buy iJedi. Um, it's an ebook form as well. You can find us on Twitter. We're at SWBookworms. And please feel free to send us an email. We always love hearing feedback. And our email address is StarWarsBookworms at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook for all of our latest updates on Star Wars books and comics news. All this news that's been breaking, we've been posting it on Facebook. Uh, the Timothy Zahn thing that he said we put on there. So, you know, you can check out our Facebook page. We'll always keep you up to date with all the latest books and comics news that's coming out. Also, leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't already. We would really appreciate that. Um, if you're listening to our podcast regularly, if you enjoy us, go over to iTunes. Uh, hit us up with a five-star review, and we really appreciate it. And you can find Teresa on Twitter at IceColdPenguin and also her Instagram. And you can find Aaron. He's at AVGoins on Twitter. And as always, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you.